it's going to be interesting, trust me. Okay, okay. You're now tuned in to the Millionaire by Morning podcast. The only podcast designed to make our listeners millionaires through mindset, through mindset, motivation, motivation, mastery, mastery, meditation, meditation, and manifestation. And now your host, Rashad Thurlkill. Um, so yeah, man, uh, let's start with your name and basically your, a little bit of your background. All right, well, I'm Wade Simmons. I'm an independent filmmaker, funeral service worker, and I'm also doing a little bit of pro wrestling training, but I'm born and raised in Chicago. I mean, grew up, you know, pretty normal background. Very big Spike Lee fan as a kid. You know, I watched the movie The Crooklands. Fell in love with it, and it's like, you know, even as a, as a child, I'm like, you know, I always knew what I wanted to do in my life. I'm like, I'm going to be a mortician. I'm going to be a filmmaker. So I pursued it, you know, I, I ended up pursuing both. So when I went to high school, I started volunteering at a funeral home, which I'm sitting in the office now. Uh, I've been with them for 12 years. God willing to be 13 years. And uh, finally got my mortuary science degree, uh, working on like completing the internship and all that. So I'm excited. You know, it's, it's, it's been a long journey, man, but I'm, I'm grateful to God for it, man. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop you right there because you just mentioned a, a few things that are all interesting. But let's start with the mortician because that's something um, not too many people can say jumped out, no pun intended, and, you know, jumped out to them as being um, career choice. What was it? What, what was it about that particular avenue that made you want to? Um, go down it. Uh, well, I think you know, I guess maybe growing up in school, but but I got to say, you know, I tell everybody the truth. When I was uh, I don't know if I was six or seven years old, but we went on a church convention down in Kansas City, and I literally like um, almost drowned, man. And like I had like it was a, I don't want to say like an out of body experience because like. It was it was it wasn't creepy. It wasn't scary. But I remember like seeing angels and stuff like that. And um, it kind of let me know that God was real and stuff. And so like, you know, kind of like growing up as a kid, uh, being around death didn't scare me. And, you know, I just feel like it was in my heart to do this. And so like, you know, I started working in the business and, you know, I had a you know love for what I was doing and volunteering. And, and then over the years, you know, I it kind of took me a while to get in school for it because I was a. Uh, I went to college, but like I had a, you know, like I, I was in college because like me, I was like, I put it like this, like I'm one of those students that kind of did just enough to get by. Like, you know, uh, I was like not a straight A, but not a, I was more like that B, I was more like that, that B average, you know? And so, um, you know, I mean, I, I took my time and it was, you know, a bit of a, it was a bit of a journey, man. But I mean, it was always something that I wanted to do. And like, you know, I mean, I'm glad that I did it because like, doing this type of work and I tell you it teaches you to uh, be more wise about how you do things and you know it just teaches you to value life a little more like be more intentional with what you do got you totally understand man I could I could see that just the uh, details alone um, but tying two things together because I am pretty sure anyone that's watching this are going to tie the two together. 
being from Chicago and working in the as a mortician or you know yeah you have the rap and, and what I'm referring to is you know the rap scene the drill scene uh everyone mentioned Chicago when they talk about a, a bunch of black on black violence yeah. so how close are you tied into that oh uh, well I mean you know being but I mean you know being in this business period I mean it, I mean you see it everywhere but like you know you know, it, it, it kind of helped me to have more love in my heart for my brothers and sisters. You know, you know like if you could, you know, just kind of let them know, like, you know, like, you know, we all brothers and sisters that we got to we got to have a little more love in the heart for one another. You know, like I try not to judge people because, like, you know, we, we live in a very problematic society that I mean, it affects people in different ways, you know. And I mean, you can just only hope and pray that our brothers and sisters just find a better way to deal with each other, you know, because I mean, it it it, it kind of bothers you because like all the young people have great potential, yeah. you know, but you know, you never know the ins and outs of somebody's life. And, um, you know, it it does something to you because like you, you really care about your brothers and sisters, but, but I've also embraced the fact that like, you know, the only thing you really can do is just like, you know, you help people that you can help you continue to pray about it and you know and and you do you do what you can to make a difference but ultimately everybody has a choice yeah ultimately that's what it comes down to man and we just hope people you know make the right decisions um so the 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 movie the 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 movie direction um spike lee as um a motivator, um, as I guess, Cricklin as inspiration. So, oh, man. how how did that? How have you you know started with that? What was the beginning of that, and where have that led you to up to this point? Oh man! So the funny thing about it is that while I was in mortuary school, like uh, seven months after I finished, I went to film school. I went to film school and graduated, but but before I even graduated film school, I had already made about 14 short films in between that two year period of time. But I went to film school, I met, you know, some other filmmakers and, you know, kind of learned how to get into the business a little bit. And, you know, I, I got some friends that, you know, they, they kind of took the more Hollywood route. Then I got some that just doing freelance work, but I'm like, you know, I want to kind of do my own thing because like when I think about like my favorite filmmakers like Spike Lee, I'm a big George Lucas fan. Like when I think about Spike Lee and George Lucas, like what I like about Spike Lee, starting out, he did his own thing. And I mean, it worked out for him. And then when you think about George Lucas, I mean, what he created Star Wars, he, he wasn't a Hollywood filmmaker. He believed in himself and, you know, he did do like a, you know, he did do like an internship with, Hollywood, but he he didn't want to make them type of movies. Like he wanted to make the movies he wanted to make. And so like me, what I like about being an independent filmmaker is like, uh, you don't have to have any political agenda or nothing like that. Like you make movies because you love them and you want to create art. I mean, it's a big difference because like Hollywood is more kind of more agenda driven, but most independent filmmakers, they just create because they love what they do. And I mean, you can make a decent living being an independent filmmaker. Right. I mean, yeah, you may not have, you know, maybe the big, the big budget like, like they have, but 
I mean, if you put your money in the right places, I mean, hey, you can you can do just as much. Uh, you can be just as powerful as they can. Yeah, that's a definite. Um, my background, I came from um, the music industry. I was in the music industry as a rap artist, um, record label owner. And when I was kind of jumping off the porch, that was the big thing was go independent other than sign with a major record label. Um, and and that that remains true to form because the major record label wants you to do what they want you to do for their best interest. When as an independent, you know, you can, it's really about art form. Sometimes yeah. it's about, sometimes it's about getting more money in your pocket as well. Yeah. But for the main point, um, like you mentioned, George Lucas uh, was kind of funny that I learned about the music, um, the film industry is that a lot of those filmmakers will go do a Hollywood um, blockbuster, you know, movie, and then they'll turn around and go do a movie for the arts that like we, the public, will never hear of. Just, you know, people yeah. that's really into classic type of art forms or something like that. So they still got to keep that artistic vibe about them, even though they have to do that, you know, the goofy stuff is what I call it. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. And it's like, and it's like, you know, you become an artist because you want to embrace. And like, because like with me, like, you know, the funny thing about it is like, I remember they taught us this in school, but I believe that like they said a lot of times when you start out to do something, a lot of times you, you, you kind of end up starting out doing, you know, you end up getting known for what you didn't intend on like doing, because like when I started filmmaking, right, you know, I used to kind of want to be more of a narrative filmmaker. And then when I went to film school, I took a documentary class. And man, I'm like, wow, man, I, I really think I want to be more of a documentary filmmaker. So like, like right now, I shoot narrative shorts, but my goal is to move more to becoming a, a documentary filmmaker. Like for instance, like right now, I'm actually getting ready to work on a documentary about my web series. Because I've never seen anybody do a documentary on like, you know, being an independent filmmaker and just you know, creating the memories of the journey along the way, because like, you know, like you said, like as a filmmaker, you create like, it don't matter if you got two or three people watching, like, you know, the thing about it is like, if you want to do this, you just do it. Like, you don't really think about uh, whether or not people going to like it or this or that, because like, there's an audience for everything. And like, I always say like, you know, there's going to be a group of people that don't like something. And there's gonna be a group of people that love it, but I mean, it, it comes with the territory. But I mean, there is an audience. If you could repeat that, I'm gonna put this on a loop. There is an audience for everybody. I I, I try to like. Um, that's the main thing that I try to teach, tell people, is that it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a million more people out here with the same thought process yeah. or, you know, um, with the same artistic expression. So, you know, we was all in, in, in my, um, my belief is that we were all put on here for a particular reason, right? And we all, we all have to play our parts. Yeah. So that's why you have so many different genres. That's why you have so many different 
uh, artistic, you know, natures and avenues, things of that nature. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, another thing yeah. I tied together was um, you. Are you an Outcast fan? Uh, not really, but I mean, I you know, I, I I mean, I know a bit, I know a little bit of that music, but I mean, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a very big fan. I mean, they made some pretty decent songs. I just never was a big fan. So uh, this, this, even though they great artists, this isn't pertaining to their art. I mean, their music is pertaining to the film that they made, Idlewild. Have you seen Idle that? Oh, I I remember Idlewild, man. That was a good movie, man. I, yeah. I know, I know where you're going with that one. Too. Yeah, man. Is why because he was a mortician and and the whole movie, it was it was, you know they they are uh, outcast very creative. They took steps yeah. and bounds that nobody had ever took when they first came out, yeah. and um, even for that movie, that was later on in their career for that movie to come out, and he's actually playing a mortician and you know really not caring what anyone else thinks about. It. Well, he, he kind of had to do it because his dad was strict, but you know, on the other on the other hand, it led him to you know opportunities he didn't have, the love of his life, and all of this, you know. Yeah. So it's it's amazing how it all works out. You know what I mean? And it's funny, it's funny you say that because, like, you know, as you were talking, my mind went back to one of my other favorite movies, The Bronx Tale. Okay. And one of the messages in that movie is the saddest thing in life is wasted time. Yeah. And I kind of love that thing because like, you know, when I think about like being in the funeral business and, and then being a filmmaker, you think about it like, you know, being in a funeral business, it, it teaches the reality that, okay, you know, this life is temporary, whether we like it or not, you know I mean? We just got to make the most of it and treat people right and enjoy it. But also like, it should motivate people to be like, though, like knowing how time is and how life is, that should be all the incentive in the world to make the most of this life. You know, and I mean, everybody has a trials and tribulations, like, because I know like sometimes a lot of people like, man, if, if I had more money, my life would be better. But I mean, even people with money got problems. Definitely. I mean, oh, it's just one of those things where like, I feel like life is just one of, one of those things where, you know, we just have to make the most of it and just, you know, really, really be appreciative and like, you know, don't waste time and just live more with purpose. I definitely follow that, man, uh, and agree with it. Uh, waste of talent is 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 the worst thing, and um, it's is is crazy because the name of my entire brand is Millionaire by Morning, right? And yep. what people don't know is like. I'm really not even talking about money, right? I'm a millionaire, it just kind of wake you up, slap you across the head. I'm coming through the back door. This is about waking up every day, feeling the best that you can feel. You know, you feel like a million bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, if you ever heard that saying before, because if you can have the positivity, if you have a positive mindset, that can get you through the day. That can get you through so much. It can get you through... You know, they say health is wealth. So, yeah. you know, if you're positive, if you're healthy, you wake up the next morning, you can do it all over again. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you so, know, that, but that I feel like that's a beautiful name. But what a lot of people don't realize is everybody do have potential to, 
to gain wealth. I think one of those things is like a lot of times when we look at it, like we 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 live in this the rat race, as they call it. Yeah. Like, of course, everybody wants more money, more this and that. But when we think about it, like a lot of people that got to where they are, a lot of them got to where they were because they take their money and invested it in themselves. And what people got to realize is like, you know, say, for instance, I might want to go buy me some Jordans, right? Uh, 450. I can take that 450 and save that up to work on my own stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I mean, it's nothing wrong with wanting nice things and stuff like that. But I learned that you got to understand your money shows what you value. And if you have a dream, you got to invest in it because like, that's one thing I learned too is like, like, you know, it's, I watch Animal Planet a lot. And I, and I know this is probably a rough analogy, but when you think about a crocodile, right? When that animal go too close to that water, you know, don't, we can't get mad at the crocodile because it's in his nature. He want to live. He want to eat too, right? When that animal get too close to the water, that crocodile going to snatch him up, pull him in, and he, and he going to take that opportunity. And like what I learned about life is like, you have to, not all opportunities are good opportunities, not all ones are bad ones, but I say pray about it, but also like take your money and use wisdom with it. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. This podcast is designed to motivate people to overcome all obstacles and pursue fulfillment. If you are someone who would like to be amongst like-minded individuals, if you would like to learn what it takes to become a millionaire, if you are a thought leader and know how to coach others to success, join our community at www.millionairebymorning.com. Now back to the show. Like a lot of times people get money, you know, we want to show it off and, you know, nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But, you know, we want to show people like we got it and spend money on stuff that really don't really matter. But why not take that money and put it in your and put it on yourself so you can build wealth for your family? See, a lot of people don't think like that. A lot right. of people have this knowledge, but like, you know, we, a lot of times it's like, one thing I learned about people is that we waste time and sometimes we waste our money too. You know? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we definitely waste our money. Uh, I think the best investment you can make, just kind of adding on to what you're saying, I think the best investment that a person can make is um, in themselves. Yeah. Um, in their knowledge. Again, health yeah. is wealth. So, you know, investing in a, a gym membership, you know, yeah. goes a far way. Investing in a diet, a dietitian. Um, yeah. And I mean, and I mean, that's no, that's no knock on the people that are out here, you know, doing the right thing and things like that. But I'm just saying that like, there's nothing wrong with having nice things and one of them. But what people have to realize that if we want a better life, we can't just sit around and want somebody to hand us everything. God gave us the tools. We have to be smart enough to say, okay, I ain't gonna sit around and wait on no opportunity. I am the opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay, I may not have like billions, but you know, if, if you stack your money the right way and you put it in the right places, who knows what you get out of it. But, you know, but people have to realize that like all of us have talent and nobody's no more talented 
then the next is all about opportunity and the way you position yourself. And, and that's a little thing that I learned from pro wrestling because like when I got involved with pro wrestling, I mean, I've been meeting like WWE, some people from WWE and I've met some AEW people and, and it's not about, you know, the big brand and none of that. But what I'm saying is that I watch a lot of them when it, you know, when I am at practice and, and, you know, every week is a show and I'm seeing them going out there, putting their name out there and stuff like that, working hard, like they're investing in their show. They believing in their show. And when you, and when you, and when you take the right opportunities, and when you're willing to do the work, you'll be surprised at what come out of it. That's the thing that people want all this stuff without trying to do the work. Because like nowadays we live in this age, well, I feel like social media is kind of a bit of deceptive because a lot of people be like, well, all I gotta do is just do something and post. No, a lot of times, a lot of people, a lot of times when it seems like people that just blew up overnight, it's not always that they blew up overnight. A lot of these people have been doing things for years. And just building their resume and building their resume as it seemed like, oh man, it was an overnight success. I mean, it happens for some people, but to me, the best thing that you can ever do, whatever you want to do in life, you gotta get you gotta put yourself in a position to do it. You know, it's like, you know, because like nothing is nothing is impossible. You we have the potential to do it, but we just gotta sometimes step out of faith and go for it, you know. That's right. That's right, man. I, I can say I have a I have a, a love hate relationship with social media because yeah. it's both negative and positive. Yeah. One thing I have definitely learned is that people like yourself are given opportunities now to be independent. Yeah. Um, you can I'm, I'm see I see people on TikTok so many people that's acting things that they never would have done. You know they yeah. they do little skits. They're acting, they're doing documentaries, tutorials. Yeah. That's I a wonderful thing about social media, man. Um, it is I love it, man. It's like you're right, because like I'm I love the fact that everybody has everybody has a chance to shine. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. That like, you know, but 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 what I learned is like, you know, that's my whole point too, is that all of us are talented and creative. It's just the way we position ourselves. Right, right. Yeah, that's a definite. I can agree with that. Um, yeah, man. So a lot of the things um, I try to do is um, I want to get into mentoring a little bit more. <laughs> I want to get into mentoring. It may sound crazy, but I want to mentor people that's a little bit out of the social media realm that don't know much about it, kind of to tie them into it. So right. our older generation, Generation X. Because yeah. the younger generation, you know, this they thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, if uh, so tell me a little bit about the pro wrestling, man. How'd you get into that? Well, uh, so filmmaker, so I was uh, I used to wrestle in high school. And and you know, and I and I had said, you know, like if you know, God bless me to you know, get a little get a little more recognition or whatever I said. You know, maybe I'll reach out to WWE or something and try to make an appearance, but but then I'm like, well, I'm a filmmaker. Like, why not just make a documentary about wrestling? So I re I reached out to a guy named Steve Boz. And Steve Boz is a very, you know, well-known, you know, guy in the wrestling industry. I mean, he's he's been around a long time, you know, right here in Chicago. 
And I mean, he's wrestled some of the best, you know, very well respected him. I reached out to him. He told me, well, you know, stop by. I went by and then we got to talking. He's like, well, when are you going to start training? I said, oh, I'll start next week. So, I mean, I've had kind of more like an off and on relationship with, with professional wrestling. But I mean, for the most part, like, I've been meeting a lot of people, man. And I got some really, you know, really good friends like like John Lopez and Levi. You know, they're like brothers to me in wrestling. And I mean, they're doing some great stuff. And I mean, for me, it's more of a hobby, you know, but to a lot of the other people there, man, it's their life. Right. And, and I mean, they're really working hard for it, man. They, they, they I mean, they, they working hard for it, man. We we just had a show Friday, man. It was, it was nice, too. Really? Do you yeah. do any traveling or your job kind of holds you down? Well, you, you said it. I mean, because again, I work I work in a funeral home and then I'm I'm in the process of kind of making some life adjustments so that so that I can get a little more involved with pro wrestling. But 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 this is my thing too, is like my first love is wrestling. It's not necessarily wrestling, but my first love I mean is filmmaking. I mean, you know, the funeral service is also a passion because again, you get you gotta work, you gotta make a living and stuff. But to me, wrestling is more of like an outlet. Like, you know, that's more of my that's more fun club. for me. Right. So, so it's so it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, man, we don't know. Well, well, we want to see you at practice a bit more, but like I told them, like, you know, I mean, I, I do what I do to be a part of it, but it's like me, I'm I'm a firm believer in in having a balanced life. And to me, I know some people might say that sound crazy because like I was at a funeral director conference before and I'm not one that disagree with people, but this one lady got up and said, well, you've heard of having a balanced life. She said, well, there's no such thing as, but then me, you know, I, I respect everybody's opinion, but I'm like, everything is how you look at it. To me, if you don't have one, it's in your power to create one. Hmm. And what I'm saying is like, you know, I work in the funeral business. I'm an independent filmmaker. But I learned that we all have our love and our passion. But one thing I learned about life is that don't put too much stress on yourself because you can kill yourself like that. Yeah. And, and trust me, I know that ain't nothing down here we taking with us when we leave. So I ain't going to let it kill me, brother. <laughs> you know firsthand. <laughs> I heard that, man. Yeah, it's, so, it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth uh, it, man. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's funny because like even even when I meet like a nice young lady that I like to date, like I, I'm at the point in my life now, like if I want to date or something, like you know, I'll go and, and see me. I, I'm not a pushy guy at all. Like I'm I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, if I'm interested, I see what's up. But I mean, but I'm not gonna waste nobody's time. Like I'm very direct, and and I know sometimes some people don't like that. They're like, where you? But I'll be like, let me tell you something. Tomorrow ain't promised nobody. But if you want something, you go for it. If you don't get it, okay, move on. Let's let, let let's keep it moving. But don't, you know, don't be a straggler through life. Like, you know, go like one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible says, I believe it's Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we might apply heart unto wisdom. And like I tell people, all of our days are numbered. So like when you want things in life. You know, don't sit around. You know, it's okay to reflect on things like that, but sometimes you can't always put things off. Like it's best just to go for it, and if it don't work out, it's okay. You know, you know, it's always it's always a way. 
But don't sit around life always hoping for things, just wishing for things. Like if it's something in your power to do, just go for it, you know? Just go for it. That's, uh, I like that, man. Cause one of my caveats, uh, one of my seven caveats for success is uh, mindset. And clearly <laughs> like the position that you're in, the position that you hold, you, you have grown a certain mindset that says one day we all have to lay here. Yeah. Like, so one day we all have to lay here. So why not go for what it is that you want? You know, if everyone could put themselves in that mindset and just be able to, you know, jump off the porch. That's all it really takes is to do is to jump off the porch, you know, yeah. and get in the street. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and See what it's like. Yeah, and That's it's it. funny because like, I'm thinking about it like, both of my favorite filmmakers, right? Like, like George Lucas, he's in his seventies now. I think, Spike, I think Spike might be in his sixties. Yeah. And, and that's my thing is like, when you think about time, like, like uh, I just turned 31, what was that last week? Like when you think about time, it's move, it don't slow down for nobody. It's so we don't just sit around and life just waiting on because it's like, you know, when when that when that date and the good Lord calls us home, man, I mean, he hey, can't be getting ready, gonna have to be ready. So I mean, you might as well make the most of your life and and treat people right and have fun. Yeah, man. Yep. Those are uh those those are those are the rules, you know. Yep. Just kind of go through this thing. You know, because yeah. we really we really don't know. Even if you have someone is telling you your background, your struggle uh, is not going to be the same as theirs. Even if yeah. they give you the blueprint, it would not be the exact same. So, That's you true. know, I um, those are some of the things that I try to teach. I, um, I I am trying to mentor people that's, you know, of Generation X or millennials, but also for the youth. Uh, yeah. I want to let them know that, man, there's nothing out here but opportunity. Um, and you have to go grab it. You can't wait for it to go come to you. You really have to yeah. go grab it. Yeah, you know? man. I mean, and when you start grabbing it, you'll see that it's not, it's not as bad as people think because, like, everybody had these little misconceptions. Like, oh, this person had to jump through hoops and do that. But you'll find that a lot of times – a lot of people out here doing great things and not everybody. I mean, because what people don't realize, there are millions of filmmakers, literally, because not everybody is in Hollywood. And there are some people that have been filmmaking very long time and had a very successful career. I mean, there are people who made money. Yeah, they may not be like, uh, I mean, like, like very well known. But the fact is, if you live your life and doing what you love, that's the greatest life you ever had, man. Definitely. Definitely, man. I, um, I'm going to wrap it up because our time is up. But, you know, um, as far as your filmmaking and everything is concerned, um, how can people find you to, you know, watch some or become a fan? Sure. So you can find me on Vimeo, uh, Wave Filmmaker, three sevens on Vimeo. So Wave Filmmaker 777 on Vimeo. And I mean, I, I'm... You know, I really appreciate it if you check me out. You know, like I said, it, my work is not perfect, but I mean, it's my work and I, I'm having a blast, man. I'm enjoying it, you know. 
Yeah, man. As a as a marketer, um, that is my profession as a marketer. Right now, the number one thing uh, marketers say and tell people is to show your work as you're building. Build in public. So mm -hmm. I'll leave you with that, man. And if you can do that, you'll grab people here, you'll grab people there. And before you know it, when you do perfect your craft, you have an uh, audience already there to watch it. I appreciate that. And I I like that. I got it. I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to use that. <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely, man. But thanks a lot for being on the show, Millionaire by Morning. Much respect to you and much success. All right, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Download this episode, and I will catch you on the next one.